0: Hope you guys are doing well out there. As we begin every episode of Something New Every Week, we begin with birthdays. This week's I'm going to do it a little bit differently because there's two people I really want to feature. So first of all, if your birthday's this week, happy, happy birthday. Hope you're having a great birthday week. The first person I want to feature this week is Tony Corbell. Tony is an icon in our industry. Happy birthday. If you know Tony, you know Tony. Happy birthday. Go wish him a happy birthday. The second person I want to feature is Arlene Evans. She's a content director at Emerald and also is in charge of getting the speakers together for WPPI and was similar to what what I did when I was there. And I, I just need to take a second because I took some time this morning to go through the speaker lineup for WPPI. And given what a tough year this is, a WPI in August in Las Vegas is a challenge enough, right? But the speaker lineup that she put together this year is some of the best I've seen in 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 a very long time. And I just need to take a second to 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 say kudos to you for such a great lineup, given the parameters that you had to work with. You know, a lot of international people can't come this year, and a lot of people aren't traveling. So, given what you've done, the diversity in this I, I am. I just have to say, you've done a great job, and I just—it I, needs to be mentioned. So this is the year to support WPPI more than any other year, and uh, I just have to say, great job once again. Happy birthday! As uh, many people know, I've been critical of WPPI over the last few years, and I—this I, needs to be mentioned. So if you're on the fence, get to WPPI, and again, happy birthday to you guys who have birthdays this week. All right, let's move on to the show. Hey there. Thanks for tuning in to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Each week, I'm going to give you something new that's happening in our photographic world, just some great conversations with my friends, and what's going on right now. Something New Every Week is sponsored by Miller's Lab. Miller's Professional Imaging is the largest professional lab organization in the United States. They provide professional prints and press products for professional photographers in all 50 states and Canada. And they're just a great company. If you don't know them, go check them out, millerslab.com. All right, something new every week. Man, I've had some great guests. You guys, I'd love to hear how awesome these guests have been. Uh, And this week's guest is no different. Lots of energy. I am so fortunate to have so many great friends. In this community, and it has been a while since we have spoken. We spoke a, li- a lot during the pandemic because you're one of those people that I can bounce off of and, and lots of ideas and a ping pong ball. So Christine Tremoulet, I am saying your last name, right? Name. Right? You are. Uh, yeah. You are. Um, Christine is a, uh, if you're not familiar with Christine, she is a, she's, is a photographer. She's a marketing person. She's a small business person. She is a social media guru and just an all-around lovely person to sit and chat with. Christine, say hello.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me today. <laughs>
0: I'm it's excited fit- to be here. <laughs> and you can hear her smile. It's infectious um, from from just listening to her talk, But and you can't see her face right now. I can. But she is always one of those big smiles and really, really fun, mostly positive person to be around. And and, and I say not positive only because I, I can be negative sometimes. Right, Christine? Hey, we all
1: have our moments. <laughs> we all have our
0: moments. So Christine-
1: I am a, I am a longtime groupie as
0: well. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we go way back. <laughs> we do go way back. And Christine has definitely been a groupie for a long time. And I have appreciated all of the support that she has given me, especially during the WBI years and even before those years when we were working with some different people in our community and uh, we had an opportunity to work together. And um one of the things that I love about you is that you are always searching for new ideas and, and new ways to – and f- for small business people in general – it's always a challenge to stay focused on finding new people and reaching new people and new audiences and finding ways to promote your brands. And that's really focus that you've spent most of your time over the last probably decade, right?
1: Uh, really, the past two decades prior <laughs> to getting well, like so many people, in two thousand and seven, I decided it was time to live the dream and become a professional photographer. <laughs> I had been taking photos for 20 years at that point in time, had gone through the film days and own an SLR and everything else. But I came into this industry already working in the web industry.
0: That's right. And I want to so, hear, tell us about that because yeah, it's important.
1: So, so I had, I worked for web agencies back in 2000, selling really large websites like, I worked with clients like Canyon Ranch in Arizona with Garden Ridge Pottery, which I think is now gone, Jewel, uh, Lord of the Dance. Like, I was working with these very large companies. And then at the same time in 2000, I thought it'd be cool to start this little thing called a blog. <laughs> and like, maybe having a blog would be a neat thing to do. And my first blog posts were were 21 years ago.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And, um, 2003, I had a local, I live in Houston and I had a local friend. Some people may have heard of him. His name is Matt Mullenweg. And he was working on this little software. Matt, Matt is, I think like 14 years younger than me. And at the time he was working on the software. He was going to give it away for free. I was like, how are you going to live? You know, like I went to mom mode. How are you going (laughs) to live? giving away this free software and he's like I don't know he just graduated from high school he's 18, 19 years old and I told him I said I'm good at naming things so if you ever need a name let me know in 2003 they were about ready to launch and he told me he needed a name and I called him a few days later and said WordPress that's what you have to name it (laughs) and And he did as you can attest when I get a little bit like I'm convinced that's the name. I you cannot bend me. I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little obnoxious <laughs> about it. Uh, <laughs> so people always ask what other names did you suggest, and I was like, none. WordPress was the name. Like that was it. That's the only name I suggested. All of this to say, when I launched my photography career in 2007, I approached it very differently than most other people that I knew because I was already blogging. So I immediately knew I needed to blog about things. And at that point in time, Twitter was still really the only social media that had been widely adopted. Facebook hadn't really opened up yet to everyone. So I was very active in the local Houston Twitter community. And my first year of business, I was fully booked. I went back and looked. I grossed Six figures, my first year in business, right. and I would say fifty to sixty percent of that. People would always approach me, and they're like, "How did you do this?" And it was because I really connected with my local market right. through social media and through blogging. I, I mean, I actually booked an entire wedding through Twitter at one point in time.
0: <laughs> and funny, <laughs> fast forward to twenty twenty one you're still working locally, still Still working working social media for those things. So yes. So for those of you who don't know Christine, Christine is the person who put the bug in the ear for the creator of WordPress to give it their name. And (laughs) you are absolutely right. When you have an idea and you (laughs) want that idea to go forward, you will make sure that 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 is used. So
1: I will I will advocate and fight. I actually advocate is the right word.
0: That should be written. That should be written. That's your bio. I advocate.
1: (laughs) I advocate. I will fight for what I believe in. Um, That is true. So, but fast forward to this year, right? As many of your guests have discussed, this has been a really weird year. Um, I. I went to WPPI 2020. I went to Social Media Marketing World 2020. I did three brand photo sessions out in California, and then I flew home, and then I right. had no work right. because people, like people, were really unsure where is their business going and you know what's happening, et cetera. And so I was invited. Fortunately, I have a friend that works for a marketing agency. We have a mutual friend that works for a marketing agency. Mm -hmm. And they reached out to me and said, you know, hey, we need help with social media accounts. Can you help? And I took on work over the past year doing a lot of social media management, um, some of which is with large international brands again. So it's been very it's been a really interesting year.
0: And I think that's what, you know, most people who are, you know, photographers or are in related fields to concentric circles of, of photography related. And we all needed to figure out, you know, what can get us from point A to point B, whether you were a photographer trying to find, can I make reprints of existing clients? There was the portraits, porch trits the
1: porch um, sessions
0: porch sessions there was so many different ways for you to just stay connected I, with your I audiences
1: reached out, i reached out to past wedding clients mm-hmm. who had anniversaries coming up that yeah. had never bought albums right and did a couple of albums for people right and, and i didn't reach out to people cold out of the blue there were people that i actually stayed connected with through social media right that you know, I was friends with, and I felt comfortable reaching out to them and just saying, hey, you know, your anniversary is coming up. We never did an album. Do you still want one?
0: Yep. Yep. And, and, you know, all of us have been, you know, struggling to come out of it now. And, you know, I think that we are at a point where things are really starting to open back up again. And we need to start educating ourselves on, you know, what is the post pandemic era look like? We grew up in a world where you started a business just using social media, paid zero dollars to do it. You know, I lived through that, you know, writing blog posts and and posting them to Twitter gave you all the SEO juice that you needed and you were able to reach the audiences that you did. It was truly a magical time. And like you, I built a six figure business in New York doing that as well. Uh, More, I mean, ran my business for a long time. Right. And now we're in an era, which is where I want to focus on the second part of this interview with you, because I'm now building a new photography business. And I understand all of this stuff, you know, layman terms, right? I know how to buy Instagram ads. I know how to buy Facebook ads. I even have dabbled in some Google ads. Oh, uh, you're getting big there. It uh, is, is that is like, you know, opening up the matrix. It's like, I'm just looking at a bunch <laughs> of numbers that don't make any sense at all. And uh, at some point, I figure if I stare at it long enough, it'll be like the matrix where it'll start to make sense. And I'll start playing, doing karate in slow motion. It it hasn't happened yet. I'm I'm waiting for, what, what's the, what's the guy's name on, on me? Anyway, I'm, I'm, I digress. This is what we do.
1: You're waiting for the architect.
0: Yes. I I need to be the architect. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me around because it was going to drive me crazy. Uh, so help me find the architect, Christine. You, you teach people and you help people reach businesses locally. And that's my issue right now is, I am a seasoned photographer who knows how to take pictures, has a decent website that's put together. I socially have really sucked recently, and I'm looking for some sparks of inspiration, some tips, tricks. Give me the, so, give me the lowdown.
1: First of all, coming out of the past year, I think one of the most important things to do, and I, I know I've done this, I've, it made me really sit back and say, okay, what do I want the future to look like? who do I want to work with? Um, you know, what do I want to do? What do I want to offer? Yes, for some of us, that means, you know, I'll offer anything and take any job I can possibly get. And for other people, it might be, well, I, I still need time at home with my kids to help do, like, I don't know how parents did it the past year. I could never have homeschooled. <laughs> so yeah. kudos to every parent listening. <laughs> I am a parent, but my, my <laughs> child is... that age Um, so props to you guys I don't I don't know how you did it but one of the first things is you know take that assessment of what is what is it that you want to do going forward right Um, and then secondly I love our industry but we do a whole lot of navel gazing so often I talk to people and I say hey every person that you follow I'm specifically going to talk about Instagram here. Okay. Every person that you follow tells Instagram something about you. So every post that you like, every post that you comment on, every step you take tells Instagram something about you and who they should show your post to. So as photographers, we love to see our friends' pretty photos. So a lot of us are following other photographers' Right. Across the country.
0: Yeah, that's what we're supposed to do, right?
1: No. (laughs) Because.
0: (laughs) What else would I follow? Most likely
1: is not your client. (laughs) Is other photographers across the country. From the vast majority of us. And all the time. I constantly have people tell me. I need to get to 10,000 followers. And then I'll have a successful business. No. Uh, Do you? Like right now, if your if your business was like your dream business and you had as many sessions as you possibly wanted, would you have ten thousand sessions in a year, or even five thousand in a year?
0: Uh, that would be great.
1: But <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't. You would I don't know. <laughs> I for most of us, like a eh, hundred might be a cap. Yes. For yes. Portrait yes. photographer. Yes. 25 to 30 weddings. Right. Like, multiply that by even a, re- you know, for every 100 people, I'll, you know, one might book me, but you just, you don't need 10,000 followers. Right. You need the right followers. And for most of it, you and I, we booked both done a lot of destination work, mm-hmm. but for most people you're not going to do a ton of destination work. And even I look at the destination work that I did, and several times people book me for destination work because I was in Houston. So it's a hub airport city. Right. You know, I have um, United, like we're a United hub, so it's super yep. easy to get anywhere. But if if I was in, I don't know, Little Rock, Arkansas, I probably wouldn't have attracted those same destination clients. Right. Um, I had several specifically book me because I was in Houston. And then several booked me because there are people that have followed me through blogging, through fi- social media for years. Uh-huh. I had somebody ask if she could book me before she even found a boyfriend, much less got engaged. <laughs> she was like, someday you will be my photographer. And I was.
0: Right. You know. Well, that's because uh, you provided a voice that, they recognize and they want to be part of which makes sense that's what you're supposed to do
1: she connected with me but that's you know one of the biggest takeaways is look who who are you following who are you commenting on their posts like because there is a lot that you can still do organically on instagram before you even get into investing in ads you can go on there and comment on people's posts think of Local hashtags to go find people. And all the time, people are like, well, that's creepy. I don't want to just comment on someone's post. Every person that's posting something on Instagram wants to be seen. They want comments on their post. They want somebody, like, genuinely engage with them. Don't just, you know, hey, nice pic, contact me if you want me to take new ones.
0: That doesn't work?
1: No. (laughs) But if you genuinely connect with them, it's not creepy. It's actually like how many of us have learned to connect through social media over the past 20 years.
0: So for example, for my new studio, I've created a new Instagram. You're right. I don't, I've taken the approach of, and and tell me if if I'm doing this right, Mm -hmm. I've purposely not followed any photographers, which is funny that you say that, but Mainly, and I've, I've taken the time to follow local businesses, specifically food trucks in St. Louis, which is probably what takes up most of mine. But I've started making a lot of comments on like, Oh my gosh, that looks delicious. And they've all started following me. And, uh, I, I, they, I don't think they would have followed me if I hadn't made a comment or, you know, and connected with them. So I just found that that's for me it would be my dream to do a food truck Instagram every day because it just seems like such a fun life. Like I admire what they do, even though I cannot imagine how hard that job must be.
1: Right. Especially with the
0: weather here in St. Louis and being able to do a hundred meals in four hours is gotta be absolutely brutal. But so I've started following uh, some of those local businesses and making comments and things that I like in St. Louis, locations that I like, and stuff like that
1: so here's here's another interesting concept. Think about where your ideal customers are going uh-huh. and maybe maybe your your favorite customers love food trucks. great. Uh-huh. when you funny how humans work, if you posted something about, got this amazing sandwich today at this food truck, and you posted it, then the food truck would see it. And by default, they're going to then share it to their followers. And now their followers have seen you and it's free advertising. I've done this before. Even When I was doing weddings years ago, I would, if I went to a restaurant that I knew was like a fantastic date night restaurant, I would just say, hey, can I take a couple photos to post on my social? Oh, of course. I had restaurant owners invite me, you know, oh, come before we open. They would give me free food. I wasn't (laughs) doing it for the free food. But, like, suddenly I'd have the best-looking dessert possible show up. I'm not saying, like, milk this for all its worth. Don't do that. That's gross. But... I took the time for certain places that I knew my ideal client was going to love. I um, I scheduled an interview with somebody and wrote up like a little feature about them on why I love this restaurant for a date night location. Knowing that my ideal client might be looking for a date night location, you could just you don't have to ask for permission these days. Just take a few photos and post about it yeah. and tag the other business. Of and course. now they share it. And now you're in front of more people for free. But hmm. like, we have this amazing skill of being great photographers. You,
0: Even with like, our iPhones, right?
1: Yeah. Use it to your advantage. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, your iPhone, you can then, go take yeah. your fancy camera if you want. Um, you could do it with boutiques, you know, little shops, all these local businesses and everybody right now, after 2020, every local business is struggling Yeah. right now. Yeah. So you are their biggest hero, not recommending you go do full on photo shoots for free. Of course. But you are their biggest hero. If you take like three great photos and post it to Instagram or Facebook, mm. they're going to share it. Right. Ta-da! Now you're in front of more people. It's
0: been really hard through the pandemic because we just are not out there. Right. But as we said, like, things are – I don't know how it is in Houston. I'm sure it is because it's Texas and everything's never actually closed. But (sighs) uh, (laughs) let's not go down that road. Anyway. uh, Let's not go down that road. But, yes, we we
1: are relatively (laughs) reopened.
0: Yeah. As things – I feel like it's it's just exploding overnight and –
1: like I feel like anything that you can that do t-
0: to get to get it out there. But I I, I want to ask you about the hashtag thing, because I you know, and I know this makes seem like a really stupid question, but does it make that much of a difference?
1: Okay. So first of all, okay. you have I'm listening. to know that my Leading motto in. What? My motto uh-huh. is there's no such thing as a stupid question. Okay. Because if you have that question, somebody else does as well. So it's not a stupid question. <laughs> And you never get a yes to the question you don't an old ask. old people
0: question is what i like.
1: Yeah, you never get a yes to the question people don't, you don't <laughs> ask. So you never get an answer if you don't ask the question.
0: Not by an expert.
1: Right. Um, hashtags absolutely are helpful. Okay. Um, first of all, oh, this blew my mind at Social Media Marketing World last year. I learned, like, from... The people on the inside. I always thought that on Instagram, when I type, ta- you know, I searched a hashtag and the recent, fo- or not the recent photos, the top photos. I always thought the top photos were the same top photos that everybody saw. Uh huh. You know, because everybody's like, I'm going to get my picture in the top photos. Guess what? Those top photos are different on every single person's phone. What? Yes, because they're based on your past history with Instagram because Instagram's whole objective is to keep you on the platform. So oh. if you and I went to the same hashtag right now and looked at the top photos, the top nine for me would be completely different than the top nine for you. Oh. Mind blowing. <laughs> okay. So, so first of all, don't get too hung up. If you're not seeing your pictures in the top nine, your ideal client might be, and that's all that matters. And yes, yes, so that also means there's no Are there too many to hashtags
0: them. though? I see some people post where there's like a hundred hashtags.
1: You're limited Hashtag to 100. thirty. So you can only post thirty per post. Really? And base yeah, there's only thirty. But and really right. it just looks like a hundred once you get up to, you know, over twenty or thirty. And um Yes, they matter. They especially matter if you have under ten thousand followers.
0: Huh. Okay. That's good advice.
1: A really interesting thing happened. Everybody's always like, I want 10,000 followers. When you flip to 10,000 followers, you do get the cool swipe up on a link feature and stories. Right. That's that's cool. But everything changes about who sees your post, how much engagement your post gets, etc. Like you actually can get better engagement rates when you have under 1,000 followers.
0: Oh, I believe that.
1: So, I always recommend to try to use all 30 hashtags. Okay. And out of those 30, maybe use one or two that are the mega, mega hashtags. So, like, hashtag wedding. Because so many people use hashtag wedding all at the same time every second of the day that your posts will be buried almost immediately. Right. So use some of those hashtags that maybe only have been used a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand times. Sure. And that's really where you get into the local hashtags. Okay. Because, you know, hashtag St. Louis food truck has probably been used maybe 50,000 times. I didn't research this before our show. <laughs> um, but it hasn't big here been, it hasn't been used 50 million times
0: right right
1: so knowing where your people are knowing what they care about you know a lot of knowing who you talk to who are you interested in attracting but just keep they're local to you they are not you do not need to be famous in the whole entire world to have a successful business.
0: And I think that's a place where a lot of newer photographers get caught up. I'm not making that mistake this time. But I think part of that is because you know how much of my brand, when I had my studio in New York City, was all about being that New York City photographer. Right. So for me to just transfer that same message, now I'm just the St. Louis photographer, and really embrace the iconic things that are here – has been easier for me, although it's been a little more difficult for me because I'm not a born and bred St. Louis person. So New York was much easier for me because I just understood New York. I'm still learning St. Louis, so that right. that part has been challenging for me. But I think I've been able to transfer those 15 years of doing it that and and bringing that in. So when I do go out and shoot now, I definitely try and look for those same locations. And those same things that can kind of incorporate, oh, Jason is a St. Louis photographer as soon as you look at at my (laughs) images. But at the same time, I'm all over the place. And I know you are very much about planning and mapping things out. What would be your advice as getting started that mapping out that strategy?
1: So first I'm going to go confessional here. (laughs) Uh, I like so many other creatives, suffer from ADD. What? What was that over there? Totally suffer from ADD. (laughs) 100%. So there are times where I fight against planning things out because I want to be spontaneous.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I want to be fun and in the moment. But the biggest thing that the past... 6 8 months i don't it's become a time warp of working with this agency has really really drilled into me is what is planned is what happens what is scheduled is what goes out so if i schedule things in advance it will in fact <laughs> happen it will go out um, there are several softwares out there that can help you with this. You can use Later. You can use Planoly. You can use Preview. Um, Gosh, at I the don't agency, know half of these. keep going. Yeah, at the, at the agency, we use CoSchedule just because of some certain features. CoSchedule, that Co-Schedule is schedule, a great program. It's really great. Yeah. And it has some ability for us to do things and then share, like show calendars to a client and right. things. Right, That really helps us. Um, I have discovered now that later and others have features like that too. Mm. Um, having things pre scheduled, either so that they just push automatically, you don't have to touch it, think about right. it, you can be on a shoot and it, your post goes out. That's wonderful. And then add the spontaneous stuff in around it. Maybe you only schedule four posts a week and then you're, you've you got spontaneous things happening whenever you feel like it. But that just, it makes sense because it keeps your business running.
0: Right. And that and, is something that you know has been very hard for me. It's been hard to plan anything coming up. And now as we're coming out of it, I think there's been a little bit of like a depression for me in the sense that I'm like, Oh shit, I'm really (laughs) going to have to go do this now. There's no more excuses and I'm a Gen Xer. So I don't like excuses to begin with. And now (laughs) I'm like sitting down like this, like there's like this giant rain cloud over me that just doesn't, I know I just need to start doing it. And mapping out the strategy like you're saying like the co-schedule or finding some program that I can look at it and what I loved about co-schedule is that it it was it was very visual so I could see (laughs) what things are scheduled out right it's just a matter of doing it and just doing it and
1: and yeah I'm going to be confession number two here Mm -hmm. I i I offer various things to help people with exactly this. I do offer a like a prompt planner. It's just prompts. They're not fill in the blanks or any like you still have to write the copy. But it's like here's a brain teaser for an idea of what you could post today. Cool. Um, And I have a class, et cetera. But I sat. (laughs) Oh, I feel so I feel so shameful saying this, but I'm just going to own it. I went back and looked at my own social media. Well, I wasn't, I I was, I don't, I mean, I I had business, I was working, it wasn't like I wasn't working, but I don't know how because I went back and looked at my own social media and now I feel like I was like, here, do as I say, but not as I do. My clients were all doing it, they were really successful. Um, But when I went back and looked at my own social media, I was like, where are my own posts? Like, here's a post about my cat. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> well, that's what happens sometimes when we're teaching others to do it, right? we, 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 exactly. it fall by the wayside because we're not actually doing that as, you know, working professionals out there doing it. So, right. you, was, we, you, but, but you crazy. are somebody that we can come to, to learn about putting a strategy together. And I'm going to put a link to your, your Insta lo- local program and some of the classes that you teach and I my, will say, yeah.
1: Well I was gonna say my name is inspos- impossible to spell. Uh, so for the sake of being on podcast, I actually registered that dot com. So you can go to that dot com and it will take you right to oh, that's my website. A great URL. So you you don't have to worry about spelling tremolay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, thatchristine.com. And I know that you've worked really hard at putting together some courses, and we're going to talk offline a little bit about it too, because I do need some help. And we, we at, at any point, need help, you know, to either whether it's just getting inspired or putting together a strategy. Strategy has been your thing. I, I will say that since I've known you. And it's one of the worst things that, as creative people, we don't do. Strategy and execution. Two words that were not built into our DNA when we were born. And we have to work hard at it. And you're a great person to come to for that.
1: When I very first started my photography business, when I kicked it up and was doing weddings full-time, I told my husband I wanted to do photography. And he said... (laughs) Fantastic. Great. You know what the problem is going to be? And I said, yes, editing. Because I know I love the strategy and I love the marketing and I love the sales conversation. I love busting through imposter syndrome, all of that. And I love doing the photography part. But when I roll that camera bag to my trunk and I shut the trunk, my brain is done with it. Yeah. And we're only at the halfway point, right? Like, you Not still gotta even. edit. Yeah. You have to edit the photos. Right. Um, the best thing I did for my business was outsourcing editing. Yeah. I just factored it into my price from the start because I knew that was going to be the thing that would kill my business. Yep. Was being slow on delivery. So, you know, find the things that are gonna kill your business. Right. And get help. Right. No matter what it is.
0: No matter what it is. And that's no that's what. that's a that's a great thing. All right. So I think we're going to wrap up there. I try and keep these at 30 minutes and we're 35. Oh, oh no, that's all right. Uh, thatchristine.com. If you want to learn more about her helping you and, and seriously, I know I'm kind of blowing you up a little bit here, but uh, you have helped a lot of photographers, you know, reach goals and you've been a, a great person uh, on that end uh, of the business. And I've admired you for that for many, many years. So it's, it is very, it's very timely that we connected on social media to, to have this uh, conversation today. So thanks, Christine, for being on here today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right. Thanks for listening into this week's episode of Something New Every Week. If there are guests that you'd like to hear from, I'd love for you to get in touch with me. I'm not hard to find please reach out. But again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Something New Every Week. Thanks again for tuning into Something New Every Week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you do enjoy these episodes, I'd love it if you hit that subscribe button on however you're listening to this. Again, we want to thank our sponsor, Miller's Lab, millerslab.com. Great company. If you're not familiar with them, you should go check them out. Thanks again for tuning into Something New Every Week. We will see you back here next week.